Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Appreciate uh, Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast is going to join us just for a few minutes, talk a little bit about the SEC games coming up this weekend on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And Michael, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How you doing? Hey, doing great, John. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. We appreciate you coming on. I know there's a lot of games this weekend that we want to get to in the SEC, and of course we'll start with the one that we care about the most in this one. Not a lot of confidence in Razorback fans right now in this game against Mississippi State. On the road, Starkville, they're looking good right now. They're playing well right now. Arkansas may not even have K.J. Jefferson going this weekend. Uh, I mean, how do you make sense out of this game between the Hogs and the Dogs? Well, this is always one of the best games, obviously, in the SEC. But in the SEC West, I mean, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Arkansas has got a winning record. It's Starkville. So this is always a tough game to predict. And I obviously, Mississippi State coming off the big win at Texas A&M, so everybody's hopping on the bandwagon. I'm not saying they're not a good team. They're a very good team when they put it all together. But it's a little bit easier to win a game when you're scoring on defense, you're scoring on special teams. That's what they did against. Texas A&M to make that such a lopsided game. I actually think it'll be a lot closer than people think. And if, if KJ was fully healthy, I'd probably pick Arkansas to win this game because I like the fact that they can run on anybody. They're going to be able to run on Mississippi State, limit those possessions from Will Rogers and that offense. Uh, I just think that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think you have to go with Mississippi State just given the uncertainty of, of KJ Jefferson. I, I'm really interested to see what Arkansas does at quarterback, Jimmy, <clears throat> do they go with Hornsby? Do they go with uh, Cade Renfro, the more pa- pocket passer style quarterback? So and that's kind of the biggest storyline to me. And I'd love to see him bust out Malik Hornsby and, and just kind of not go straight triple option, but maybe a little ball control. I think that's the key to, to winning on the road this weekend. So, Mike, I, I think that's kind of getting into um, if KJ can't go, how does Arkansas get it done? How how can they ultimately win this game? They're going to have a chance, and like you said, it may be closer than most people think, but for Arkansas to get it done, how how do they get it done without KJ, if that's the case? I mean, I think the offensive line and the running game's got to take over, Joe, and they've got to force turnovers. they got to, you know, Barry Odom, let's credit him. He's the one that uh, basically gave the entire SEC the blueprint on how to slow down and stop Mike Leach's offense. Now, this Mike Leach offense, much more experienced player, better receiving core. So I, I don't think he can completely stop them like they Arkansas has in previous seasons. But, uh, you know, they know how to slow it down, certainly. I'd make them dink and dunk all the way down the field. You just can't let them hit you over the top. That's how they broke A&M's back last weekend. Big touchdown to Rob Rob Thomas, one of the emerging receivers in the SEC. Just make them dink and dunk all the way down the field. When you throw it that often, bad things can happen. Tips. Arkansas's got what they lead the SEC in sacks. Go after them. The, the tackles for Mississippi State, the offensive tackles, that's the, the weakest position on that offense. I think Arkansas is going to be an advantage on that pass rush. So get to Will Rogers, hit him consistently, and who knows, maybe you, you cause a couple fumbles, you cause some missed throws that uh, this, this defense can take advantage of. 
Yeah, it's funny. It's just such a weird thing where Arkansas's defense, I've never seen anything like it, where they get to the quarterback fairly often. They're pretty fairly good at stopping the run. I know Alabama had success, especially late. But overall, they've been good stopping the run. But they are just so horrendous at the pass. And I think that that's where everybody's coming in with their concern about Arkansas in this game. Mike Leach is pass heavy. He knows how to, to dial it up and, and get some passing games going. I think they're averaging 350 yards a game. Arkansas is giving up 300 yards a game. So I think that that's where everyone's concerned, where does Arkansas have enough? Can they get enough? in the secondary because yeah you want to put pressure on them but it's not going to happen all the time can they do enough with this uh struggling secondary to slow down will rogers and mississippi state i mean not really uh, they certainly can't play man against this offense they'll get eaten up alive like uh, some of these other teams that's what they've been trying to transition to this season more man coverage in the back end and it's kind of blown up in their face but that's what happens john when your preseason all americans out for the year Half your secondary is now starting in Baton Rouge. And then Miles Slusher, your other outstanding defensive back, he's been banged up. He's clearly not 100%. Arkansas is just not at a point where you can essentially lose your entire secondary overnight and it still be a standout group. They're just not at that point. So, again, I think they're going to have to drop eight and, and just can't let Mississippi State get behind them. Dink and dunk, like I said, you're, you're not going to stop them but maybe a forced mistake. So I, I anticipate Will Rogers is going to have a lot of yards in this game, but I would imagine most of the, the receptions are going to come from the running backs. And last time I checked, Arkansas has got some good linebackers to, to take advantage of those uh, one-on-ones with the running backs. Mike, another intriguing game in the SEC, Tennessee going into LSU. Tennessee can score, but they've been giving up a lot of scores on defense, and LSU seems to be coming on as far as one of those teams that's been, been playing a lot better here lately. It is a home game for them. What do you see happening, Tennessee, at LSU? Yeah, I mean, this really is a 50-50 game, in my opinion, Joe, but I still think maybe it's the Tennessee homer in me, but I think Tennessee wins by by two scores in this ball game. I really do. I just think that uh, I think LSU's a little bit of fool's gold, and if you look at their schedule coming up, three of their next four is against top ten opponents. Uh, I think their record is, is certainly going to take a hit. Jaden Daniels, you know, he's certainly not a high contender or anything like that, but you can make the case that he is the most valuable player to his team in the SEC this season. He's been doing it all. He's their leading rusher. He's obviously their leading passer, uh, but these receivers have not been giving him much help. Kayshawn Boutte was preseason All-American. He's a complete no-show. He's, he's, I don't think he's got more than seven, eight catches on the season. So, uh, yeah, LSU, they do got the ground game going. They've got a really good defense. But it's not like it's Tennessee uh, offense. I mean, this is this is just a, a difficult, difficult offense to prepare for, the speed they go at, the way Hen and Hooker's playing. I think they're going to put up 30, 35 points. And I just don't think LSU has got the offense that can match it uh, unless they get some special teams and defensive scores. I think LSU is going to suffer their first SEC loss this weekend. Speaking with Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Online. Now, speaking of that, people don't realize this because maybe it's because Tennessee makes up for it, but Arkansas, we talk about how bad their pass defense is. Tennessee is giving up 310 yards a game defensively. Now, they're doing a good job uh, against the rushing attack, but what's been the reason why is it, is it just secondary they don't have the talent they don't have the depth like what's been the problem there because Tennessee's really good but that that stat of how giving up 310 yards a game is pretty telling yeah well the secondary 
certainly is an issue. A lot of missed tackles. Anybody that watched that Florida game, I mean, it was a it was a travesty of uh, tackle attempts. Uh, they were just going for strips for whatever reason all game long. But I also think, John, when you go into a matchup with Tennessee, you kind of just concede the fact that Tennessee is going to move the ball and they're going to score. So I think, and certainly this was the case, Billy Napier went into that game saying, we're basically just going to go for every fourth down. You have to be ultra, ultra aggressive to kind of combat Tennessee's offense to limit their possessions. And I think that's what everybody's trying to do. I mean, they're just, they're just pushing the ball down the field. Now, Tennessee is really good against the run, but is that because everyone's throwing all over them? Maybe you could certainly make the case for that. Uh, but yeah, Tennessee's defense far, far from elite. They're about average, I would say, maybe average to poor. But again, they're averaging over 45 points per game, best in the SEC. As long as they're scoring at that clip, they could play with just about anybody. Mike, uh, looking at some of your predictions for the week, Ole Miss going to Vandy. Uh, Ole Miss has been playing really well, and then Vandy, you know, they started off the season well, but once they got in the conference play, that dropped off a bit. But you seem to be showing a little respect to Vandy. Is that just because it's a home game, or you, you feel good about Vandy overall and, and being able to be competitive in this game against Ole Miss? Well, certainly not the whole field, because I don't know if – have you watched the Vanderbilt game, but I would anticipate there's going to be more Ole Miss fans in the stands than Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt has had two weeks to prepare for this. You hit on an important stat there, uh, Joe. I mean, uh, Vanderbilt's much improved. They've got a dynamic offense. Two weeks to prepare. I think uh, the letdown factor, I think, is going to be very real for this Ole Miss team. Yes, they beat Kentucky. They outplayed them. Defense was great, but just look at some of their other games. I mean, they struggled against Troy. Tulsa had an opportunity late in the game to tie it or win it on the road in Oxford. This is not an Ole Miss team that is, uh, you know, on Alabama or Georgia's level. I don't care if they're in the top ten. This is a team that's been very, very inconsistent. They should score almost at will against Vanderbilt, but I don't think they're going to be able to, to stop them all game long. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game. And I would even go so far as to put Ole Miss on upset alert because I think Vanderbilt is that improved. I still think Ole Miss wins it, but this is not a team, at least based on the five games we've seen them this year, they don't show up to play quarter to quarter, half to half. I don't think they do it week in, week out. Uh, I think they're going to be in for a little bit of a reality check this weekend. Mike, this is Nathan. Did, did I just hear you say Vanderbilt had a dynamic offense? Is that right? I mean, aside from Alabama, who we just saw them, all us Arkansas people, but Vanderbilt, yeah, they're one of the, the leaders in the SEC, if I'm not mistaken, points scored per game. Their freshman is outstanding quarterback. They've got, they've got so many good quarterbacks, they can't play them all. They're trying to figure out ways to get Mike Wright on the field. This is the best Vanderbilt offense I maybe have ever seen. Uh, they've got talent at receiver, talent at running back. They're going to they're gonna score some points on Ole Miss. Mike, uh, how, how many points is uh, A&M going to lose to to Alabama? Because if there was one thing that I would bet on, it is that <laughs> Alabama is not only going to destroy A&M, but they are going to make a point dating back to revenge of last year's game where they lost, dating back to Jimbo and, and the whole situation in the offseason. And now the fact that A&M has struggled, they're not a good team, they're going up with uh, now Haynes King, who we know has struggled, even with their Heisman Trophy winning quarterback not playing this weekend. 
How many points does Alabama beat Texas A&M by? 30. <laughs> and I, that that's conservative. Like you said, That I'm assuming Bryce Young is not going to play in this matchup. It doesn't even matter. I mean, that's, I think they need to rest him for Tennessee, uh, which is on the road next week. But, I mean, A&M's just outside of Devon Offshane, they got nothing on offense. If Haynes King would have started against Arkansas, Arkansas would have crushed A&M too. Max Johnson out, Haynes King, I'm just, just not a believer in him. Certainly not a believer in Jimbo Fisher and, and, and the lack of production he's getting out of this offense. Can't wait to hear what the excuse will be this weekend when Alabama just rolls through Texas A&M. So who wins by more than Bama versus A&M or Georgia versus Auburn? And Georgia hasn't looked good over the past couple of weeks. This is a big-time rivalry game with Georgia and Auburn, and we know that Auburn has problems, but can they put anything together to be able to compete against a Georgia team who hasn't looked so good over the past couple of weeks? No, I don't think so. I think Auburn may be the worst team in the SEC, and that's saying something. I know they beat Missouri, but my goodness, Missouri gave that game away about three, four different ways. So I don't think Auburn's got any chance. I mean, I I think they gave it all they had last week against LSU, jumped out to a 17-point lead, then allowed 21 consecutive unanswered points to lose that game. I just don't know what what are they good at. They can't throw the ball. They can't run the ball. Uh, their offensive line is the worst in the in the SEC. They've got no receivers. Their defense showed a little bit of heart last week, but again, LSU we already went over them. They've got a lot of issues outside of Jaden Daniels. Um, I, I think Georgia gets right this week. I could be wrong because I certainly thought they were going to destroy Missouri, but uh, Missouri, you can make an argument, could have won that game, should have won that game. Uh, if Georgia struggles against Auburn, we got real, real issues in Athens. Uh, so this, I'm pretty intrigued by it. I, I still think it's a travesty that uh, they named this the CBS game. I mean, this could be over by halftime, I think. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised by that because, like I said, the, the Tennessee-LSU game, you feel like would be a big-time matchup. That gets the 11 a.m. treatment. And then, of course, Alabama A&M, they're going to put in primetime at 6 o'clock. So I think that, that this kind of seems like a pretty – Pretty lame uh, uh, game there at the 2.30 slot, which is usually reserved for some of the better matchups. Yeah, and I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, there's there's a couple other SEC games going on at that time that, that I'm going to be much more interested. I, I think even Arkansas-Mississippi State maybe in that time slot. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'll have all the games on. I've got a multi-TV setup. But Georgia-Auburn is probably going to be on the smallest screen because, like I said, it's, I don't think it's going to be even competitive. Well, it looks like CBS just took the approach of we got the number one team in one game, we got the number two team in another game, and so give it to us even though both games could result in blowouts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me started, Joe, on, on what they're doing with these kickoffs. I mean, how many times does Arkansas, who's got one of the best home field advantages, one of the best teams in recent SEC, how many times they got a kickoff at 11 11- AM. I, I don't know what in the world they're thinking with some of these decisions. They even last week, I thought the best game, and it maybe it turned out to be that way, Kentucky at Ole Miss. That was another eleven AM kickoff. It's almost like they don't either they don't know or they don't care which are the best games. They're just it's almost like they're throwing darts at a board or something. Well, I think the mentality has changed a bit though, because the thinking was always eleven AM was gonna be a bad game, and here over the past couple of years 
They're actually giving good games and good matchups in that 11 a.m. slot, and it has to do with all these TV deals that they've made recently. So there's been a, a bit of shift in mentality for the 11 a.m. games from the broadcasting standpoint, but maybe the public is still not thinking of it in that, that manner. They're thinking 11 a.m., this should be a bad game. Yeah, I mean, there's something to that. I, I'm sure TV contracts and all that, Joe, but, I mean, at the end of the day, what are we doing here? Are we, are we servicing the fan? Are we servicing the game? Or are we just looking at, well, we got to abide by the TV contracts and, and the almighty dollar? Well, they can keep doing that, but here, come down the road. I mean, we're going to have less fans because because these games are this early and you're not getting, uh, you know, the typical fan experience, the night game. I mean, I couldn't be happier as a Tennessee grad that, that they've got the 11 a.m. kickoff. I saw LSU's opening gates at 9 a.m., and, and they're selling beer at 9 a.m. Good luck. I mean, if this thing was kicking off at 7 o'clock p.m. in Tiger Stadium, I would probably pick LSU to win the ball game. But I think it's a huge advantage. So, you know, you, you're, it's a disservice to the fans is what it really is. Well, Michael, we always appreciate you joining us, man. It's good catching up with you. Enjoy the weekend slate of games, dude. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Again, that was Michael Bratton of That SEC Podcast joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And, yeah, Nathan, did you not know Vanderbilt, man? The, the dynamic offense. Man, 